Lum and Abner began on KTHS Radio in 1931 in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and it lasted to May 7, 1954. And it starred Chester Locke as Lum and Norris Goff as Abner. Like Amos and Andy, Lum and Abner starred two lifelong friends who for many years wrote the show and performed the parts. Both Chester Locke, Lum, and Norris Goff, Abner, grew up in Arkansas, just a few miles from each other. They became friends while in grade school and began to mimic the voices around them. Norris was four years younger than Chester and became known as Tuffy for his ability to handle older kids. They returned to the town of Miner after attending college to marry their childhood sweethearts. Locke became a finance manager for an auto dealership while Goff worked in his father's grocery company. In 1931, they participated in a radio broadcast to raise funds for flood relief for local residents. They originally prepared a blackface act for the broadcast, but discovered a number of similar acts lined up for the audition. So Chester Norris improvised on the spot and went on in as the Fellows from the Hills, Lum and Abner. And they won the audition and a regular spot on KTHS Radio in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Three months later, they found themselves in Chicago auditioning for NBC. They auditioned for Quaker Oats as the sponsor. Now, they were afraid that their young ages, they were in their 20s at the time, would ruin their impact of supposedly being old-timers. So they asked the sponsor's representative to sit with their faces to the wall and please just listen. Locke and Goff performed their act using an old broom as their microphone. When the audition was over, they were immediately offered $150 a week, but decided to hold out for $350. And they got it. Hillbilly music and humor had been a mainstay of American radio broadcasts since the beginning of commercial broadcasting. Locke and Goff's Plum and Abner continued the neighborly hillbilly tradition, but left out the country music. And now, let's see what's going on down in Pine Ridge. That made up the daily opening of Lum and Abner. The program was a gentle and humorous continuation set in a mythical Arkansas town on the fringes of Coachita Mountains. The largest building in Pine Ridge belongs to Dick Huddleston, who ran the general store and post office, and directly across the road was the blacksmith shop run by Caleb Weehunt. Next door to that was the barber shop where Moose Moots trimmed beards and caught up on town gossip. Above the barber shop, the only building in town with a second story, was the lodge hall where the town council met and the Pine Ridge Silver Coronet Band practice. Next to the lodge hall was Luke Spears' lunchroom. Luke was always fresh out of everything on the Eaton card. A short distance down the road from Luke's place was the Jotham Down store, Lum Edwards and Abner Peabody, proprietors. In real life, Chester and Norris never took kindly to the term hillbilly. They believed that it mocked the people of Arkansas unfairly. Chester Locke was Lum, a name that they made up. They never knew anyone by that name. Norris Goff was Abner, and that was a well-known country name. Their show was a quiet one in comparison to those around it, very few sound effects, but the show had great impact. 
1936, Lum campaigned for president and offered a campaign button to anyone who wanted to write in. They had 5,000 buttons printed. They underestimated. Over 250,000 people wrote in for a button. It was a great tribute that happened in 1936 when the town of Waters, Arkansas had their name officially changed by an act of Congress to Pine Ridge in honor of their fifth anniversary on the air. As a point of interest in the early years, they had no female actresses. Neither of the men could do impersonations of women's voices, and no one that they had auditioned could give the flavor of country that they wanted to hear. So they went several years without a female. Quite an accomplishment. Norris Goff died on June 7, 1978, and Chester Locke on February 21st of 1980. Huge blocks of Lum and Abner have been preserved with the entire sequences of shows available from 1935 on to 1954, nearly 1,500 episodes. There's a National Lum and Abner Society in Doro, Alabama, which makes these shows available. On this track, you're going to hear two back-to-back episodes of Lum and Abner from 1935. First, February 26th, the Jotham Down Country Store is opening to the public. And February 27th, Lum and Cedric don't like Abner as their boss. This is Heirloom Radio. My name is John Lovering. I thank you for listening, because you listening is why I do this. to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. Your neighborhood druggist feels a responsibility for your health. He is extremely careful in filling your prescription. He uses fine, pure drugs because he knows that to protect your health, he must give you the highest quality. In the same way, your druggist recognizes quality in other items that affect your health. When you see him serving Horlick's malted milk at his fountain, for instance, you know that he is responsible. He is spending a few cents more to give you all the good nourishment of Horlick's. He doesn't serve imitations of Horlick's because he knows that inferior products don't give you the same valuable nourishment that you get in Horlick's. This delicious and satisfying food drink is made only from rich milk with all the cream in it and of the finest wheat and malted barley. When you next go into your drugstore, look for the malted milk dispenser with the Horlicks name. If you don't see it, ask your druggist to get Horlicks, the original malted milk. A good druggist will not substitute. And now, let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. Well, Lum was elected president of the new store by a very small majority yesterday, 
But after finding out that Abner had been urging the public to vote for him, he resigned and gave the office to Abner. So today, the Jotham Down store opened up under new management. Abner's lifelong ambition has been realized, and he is certainly exercising the authority of the office. As we look in on the Jotham Down store today, Abner has stepped out for a few moments, and we find Lum and Cedric discussing their new boss. Listen. Yeah, I ought to know how it'd be if ever he got to be president. Give Abner a little authorities, and he wants to show out, seems like. Yes, and I bet he's told me a hundred times that he's president already. Yeah, I know when he was first elected constable, he was the same way. Went around arresting everybody he's seen. Dug up old laws nobody hadn't thought of in 20 years and started enforcing them. Yes, and I recollect that myself. I, I know you had my paw locked up in jail down there for nearly a week just for shooting at Jim Blake when they had that fight down there at the blacksmith shop. Oh, he'd kept me busy dismissing the charges again, folks. Like I told him about your paw there. He never had no ground for locking him up. He shot six times at Jim, but he never hit him every time. No, and that's what made Paul so mad. Said the way Mr. Abner acted, you'd think he'd kill Jim. Well, I think Abner was just resting, folks, to be sure everybody knowed he was constable. He don't use no judgment. Like when they had that bank robbery in there at the county seat. Sheriff called out here and said one of the robbers was red-headed, and <laughs> Granny's Abner arrested every red-headed person in Pine Ridge and locked them up over there in the Calaboo. <laughs> Men, women, and children. And I'm just afraid he's going to be the same way running the store when we get started. You mean you think he's going to try to arrest everybody? No, but he's going to try to show his authority. Just look at the signs he's got stuck up around. Sign them all Abner Peabody president. Keep out of the cracker barrel and keep out of the showcases. This means you. Means me? No, he says it means you. He means whoever's reading the sign. Well, it's you he's talking about then, ain't it? You're the one that's reading them. No, he means everybody. He just puts this means you on there so whoever's reading it will know he's talking about them. Well, I don't see how they'd know he meant it for them if he was talking about me, though. I told you you weren't talking about you. Oh, <laughs> I reckon I never understood you right. I, I thought you said a minute ago that the sign said it meant me. No, the sign says this means you, and you is everybody. Uh, when he says me, he means everybody, huh? He don't say you, he says you, or... For goodness sakes, Cedric, can't you understand nothing? The sign says... Never mind, never mind. I wish to goodness you'd learn how to read. You're just going to cause us a batch of trouble here trying to wait on the customer. Cause some trouble? Yeah, not knowing how to read, you're liable to give the customer something he never called for. Better let Abner do all the waiting on the trade. Well, ain't you going to wait on the trade none? No, I reckon not, Cedric. Sort of makes me dizzy-headed to reach up on the shelves that way. Can't get my arms up no higher in my head, no way. See there? Now, Abner can reach clean up over his head like this, but I just can't do it to save my life. Well, what do you aim to do then, Mr. Lum? You, you said this morning you couldn't help me stack that feed back there on account of the dust from it bothered your ass, me. And... Oh, no, no, no. I can't get around that feed at all. There'll be plenty for me to do. I'll stand up here to the front sorter and speak to the folks nice when they come in, figure up profits and losses and stuff like that, study up ideas mostly. You see, uh, well... What's the matter? What's this Abner's been writing down here? Oh, I don't know. He's been working on that there all morning. I can what these initials is for. S-D-S. <laughs> yeah. According to this, Cedric, you're the S-D-S, whatever that is. Well, maybe he's pinted me to some office, I bet you. Hmm. You've got two or three offices here. <laughs> you're the C-F and the F-B and the W-C-I. 
Well, I reckon I must be his favorite. <laughs> he said he'd do right by me if he got to be president. Well, he give me a couple offers here, I see. The S-O-U and uh, S-O-S. Hmm, S-O-S. <laughs> yeah, I might not figure out already what that S-O-S stands for. That's more than likely store overseer. Yes, Mom, that's about what that is. Yeah, <laughs> I know he'd have to turn the run in the store over to me. Pretty nice of him, giving me important job like that. Maybe he ain't going to make such a bad president after all, Cedric. He's got a good idea there, I know that. Reckon what them officers is he give me there? Well, I don't know. I'm trying to study out this other than mine. S-O-U. What could that be? <laughs> I've got an idea that S stands for special. Special. And granted, I don't know what that could be. I'm special something, but I don't know what. Here's some rules he's got down here, too. Rules? Yeah, rules to run the store by, I reckon, looks like. He's got, uh, store will open at 6 o'clock sharp, close at 7 o'clock. Well, just going to stay open an hour, huh? Well, no, I reckon he means open at 6 in the morning and close at 7 at night. But he'll get tired of having to get down here at 6 o'clock every morning to open up. That won't last long. No, he won't keep that up long, I bet you. Here's another rule. Clerks will have to pay for stuff they eat in the store. Clerks? Yes, Mom, he told me he's going to do that this morning. Said he's going to put a stop to us running our hand in the candy case every time we pass by it. Yeah, but he ain't calling me no clerk, is he? I'm a SOS, store overseer. Can't make no rules for me. As long as I've got charge around here, I'll make my own rules. Oh, oh, oh yonder he comes back, Mr. Lum. We, we better get busy. I ain't going to get busy. I ain't got nothing to do. You better find something to do then. You know what he said this morning about loafing. Well, he ain't got no authorities to be bossing the store overseer around. I'll tell him where to get off at. Hey, 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 you boys, get up a man. Get to work. Boys? I told this can I turn my back without you boys just sitting around doing nothing? Uh, who do you think you're talking to anyway? Well, I'm talking to both of you. Get up out of the president's chair there. That's my private desk. Just because ain't no customers in the store here, it don't mean that you can just be sitting around. Straighten up them shelves and dust them counters off. Get busy here. You mean for me to get up and dust off counters? Why, sure I mean for you to do it. You don't think I'm going to do it, do you? Well, uh, uh, well, what about them, uh... Uh, what? Well, that stuff on the desk there. I, I just happened to be leaning over there a while ago and sort of got the glancing over it, sort of. What I... stuff are you talking about? Why, uh, well, that list of them offices and stuff that you find us to. Oh, well, I weren't ready to say nothing about it yet, but... Seeing as how you've done meddled into it, I reckon I may as well go ahead and tell you. That's what I call a new deal here at the store. The new deal? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to start running the store here, sort of like the government's run. We're going to make some changes around here. We're going to have a new deal. Yes, sir. Well, just from what I've seen over it, Abner, I think it's an uncommonly good idea. I know you use good judgment in the office you pointed me to. <laughs> now, there's something I can look after, special at SOS business. Well, I figured you was a man for the place, huh? Oh, yeah. Granny's I'll have things in first-class shape around here. Well, fine. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say that, Mom. I feared I might have a little trouble with you over there. <laughs> oh, no, no. You're the president, Abner. Whatever you say is good. Yeah, now that's your time. Never did figure out that first in there, though, that uh, S-O-U. Oh, uh, well, come here, Cedric. I'll just give these officers out right now. Here, let me get my spectacles on here. Now, you see what I've did? I've took and divided the store into different departments, and I uh, pointed you boys uh, 
head or chairman of the different departments here. Oh, he'd just like to give them. That's the way, I yeah. think that's a good idea. Well, I, I couldn't figure out none of them offices you give me, though, Mr. Abner. Couldn't, couldn't make them out. Oh, well, now, let's see here. <laughs> Cedric, you're the uh, SDS. SDS. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> Much obliged to you. Now, SDS means snappy delivery service. That means that you do all the delivering, Cedric. Well, Cedric, Cedric, you're a good one for that office, all right. That's a good one. Yeah, we're going to have some system around here. Everybody know what they're supposed to do and then go and do it. Yeah, that's the time. Now, Cedric, you're also the uh, CF. Well. That's uh, CF is cat feeder. Oh. Be sure you set a saucer of milk out for the cat twice today. Yes, Mom. And you're the FB, that's fire builder. And WCI, that's a wood carrying. Well, I do know that. <laughs> Looks like I got the best of this, don't it? <laughs> Abner, I'm afraid you're showing partiality, but I ain't holding it again. It's all right. Well, I'm not Now, Cedric, that. Abner's the president. He's doing this for the good of the store, and we've got to do our part to make it a success. Yes, sir. <laughs> wood carrier. Now, I reckon that you read the rules there where the store is to be opened up at 6 o'clock every morning. Yeah, we've seen that. It's a good idea, all right, Abner, if you'll keep it up. But well, I'll keep it up, all right. If I come down here and find out that you ain't opened up at 6 o'clock, gentlemen, a lot of you have to work pretty hard all day, no doubt. You just have to keep on your toes. You can't afford to relax, feel drowsy. But I'll bet a lot of you do get a bit tired at times all the same. If you do, here's a tip that may help you to keep on the job. Whenever you feel that drowsy-eyed, fall-asleep feeling coming on, dissolve a couple of Horlick's malted milk tablets in your mouth to help you fight off fatigue. They have all of the energy-giving, sustaining qualities of Horlick's malted milk powder. And they're just as nourishing, too. This is Carlton Bricker, speaking for Lum and Abner and Horlick's, who now bid you all good night and good health.
everybody. Here we are, all ready to take you down to Pine Ridge for another visit with Lum and Abner. Brought to you by the makers of Horlicks, the original malted milk. What false economy it is to accept substitutes for Horlicks malted milk. People who do that might think they are saving a few pennies, but they don't get full value for their money. They don't, for instance, get that fine, rich flavor that is distinctly Horlicks. None but Horlicks, the original, has that delicious, tasty flavor. And none can equal Horlicks for results. It's made only from rich, full cream milk and the best of wheat and malted barley. The nourishing, bodybuilding qualities of Horlicks can't be found in cheap imitations, which are merely mechanical mixtures of skim milk, inferior malt powder, uncooked cocoa, and a lot of ordinary sugar. Gambling with health doesn't pay. So don't accept mixtures that someone says are just as good. Be sure of what you're getting. Demand Horlicks. That's true economy. And has been for nearly 50 years. Good druggists do not substitute. And now, ladies and gentlemen, just a word about the flashlights which Lum and Abner offered to send to listeners. Frankly, folks, we didn't know that we had so many friends. And the number of requests for flashlights was so great that they cannot be made fast enough to send out promptly. But, of course, everybody who ordered one will get his flashlight. Not right away, but just as soon as is humanly possible. We know that you will bear with us in this matter. When you finally do get your flashlight, we know that you'll be delighted with it. And now... Let's see what's happening down in Pine Ridge. If Lum had realized the trouble he was getting himself in for when he gave up the office of president to Abner, he probably wouldn't have been so generous. Since Abner assumed the office, he has ruled the jot down store with an iron hand, showing very little consideration for his partner. As we look in on Pine Ridge today, Abner is out of the store for a few minutes, and Lum and Cedric are taking advantage of his absence by getting a few minutes rest. Listen. Yes, sir, but uh, look out, Mr. Lum. There comes somebody in the front door. Huh? I uh, say, so you better look out. Uh-oh. Who done that? Who done that? That blame that chair. Cedric, why didn't you tell well, me? what's the matter, Lum? What you doing down there on the floor? <laughs> plain chairs fixed up the word dumps you right out on the floor when somebody comes in the front door there. <laughs> well, where'd you ever get such an idea as that? I never got it. There's another one of Abner's inventions. <laughs> you see, that wire runs from the front door to a little trigger on the back of the chair there, and when you open the door, the front part of the seat in the chair there falls down and dumps you right out on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, what did I do in picking up a chair like that? Why, he don't want none of us sitting down whenever customers comes in, so we rigged up this contraption. <laughs> well, it looks like it works all right. <laughs> it works too good. The widow Abernathy come in this morning to do some trading. She sat down in that chair there to rest, and somebody come in the front door there and throwed her plumb out in the middle of the floor. <laughs> she thought we played a joke on her. Got mad and stomped out of the store. I never could see why. Well, it looks like he could figure out a better way than that to keep you fellas from sitting down. Yeah, but you know what? He's got to study up some invention all the time. <laughs> He's got so many contraptions around here, it's downright unsafe to be in a store. <laughs> it's got me to where I might not fear to wait on a customer. But he can't never tell when he's going to run into some device he's rigged up. Just look at the signs he's got up around here. Yeah, I just noticed them. 
Stay out of the showcase. This means you. <laughs> yes, and that don't mean me, though. It means uh, everybody, Mr. Lum says. Keep out of the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah, he says he's going to put a stop to folks helping themselves to them crackers. Yeah, he's a fine one to be putting up a sign like that. I bet he's ate a wash tub full of them down there at my store. Why, of course he has. First thing he does when he comes in is grab a handful of crackers and stand there and eat them and talk. <laughs> oh, he's got more rules around here than Congress has. <laughs> Says we're having a new deal here in the store. New deal? Yeah, everything's all changed up. You know what he's got me doing now? <laughs> no, I haven't any idea, Lum. Well, I've got to get down at 6 o'clock every morning, open up the store, and then sweep out. Me, with my asthma. Well, somebody's got to do it, Lum. Yeah, but, well... I just wish I'd knowed how he's going to act. I never would have given him that office, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it looked like being president went right straight to his head. Just ain't no living with him. Oh, well, I guess he'll calm down a few days, Lum. You was president so long here that I reckon it's just hard for you to take orders from somebody else. Yeah, I don't mind to take orders if he'd use any judgment about them. Well, I didn't think he'd appreciate me letting him be president so much that he'd sort of make things easy for me. I think it just looks like he goes out of his way to give me all the hard jobs he can find. Well, that's because if you're not used to doing any of the hard work, Lum. Had me out there this morning washing the windows. Cold as it is. <laughs> he knows how bad us editors is for rheumatism. Well, you never have been bothered with the rheumatism, have you, Lum? No, I ain't, but I've got to be awful careful for it runs in our family. My grandpa had it something wonderful. Suffered for years with it. <laughs> oh, well, I think you'll live through it all right, Lum. I'll say one thing, you fellas sure got the store looking nice here. Yeah, well, it ought to. Me and Cedric have been on the jump ever since we opened up. Yeah, yeah it, ain't, it ain't like it used to be when Mr. Lum here was president. Uh, Dick, you better mind out. Here comes Abner. Mind out? Yeah, I mean, get up out of that chair. When he opens that door, you'll find yourself sitting out there in the middle of the floor. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Let me get yeah, up. I've been dumped out of there about a half a dozen times already. What's he doing with that shotgun? Yeah, the kick falls down there whenever you open the door. Well, what you fellas standing around for? There he goes, what they tell you. Oh, hi, Dick. I've never seen you. What you doing with that shotgun, Abner? You ain't going hunting today, are you, Abner? <laughs> no, this is part of a device that I got figured out for a burglar alarm. Burglar alarm? Yeah, I, I just doubled there anybody to try to break into this store now, Lum. Cedric, get busy. Get to straightening up the stock. We ain't paying you just to stand around for decoration. Um, what do you want me to do, Mr. Abner? Why, uh, well, find something to do. Dust off them showcases. Uh, uh, dust them off about 11 or 8 times already today. Well, dust them off again. You can't wear that glass out. Get to work. Well, Abner, wait a minute. You don't aim to shoot nobody with that shotgun, undoubtedly. Well, no, I ain't going to shoot them. I'm going to have to shoot the cell just to break in. Well, now, you ain't going to get nobody to commit suicide just to break in the store here. No, you, you see, Lum, I'm going to rig this up there on the front door. So when they open the door, why, it'll pull the trigger and, and they'll shoot the cell. Now, you're just fixing to get somebody hurt, is that thing? Well, they ought to be hurt if they try to break in the store. But I can tell a million of these things when I get them fixed up. Just about kill off a batch of customers about what you do. No, no, I won't either. I ain't going to put it up down here except at night. At night? Yes. Yeah, but how about me opening up the store in the morning? Huh? I ain't going to open up that door every morning and have no shotgun go off right in my face every morning. Oh, don't you? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I reckon you'll have to come in the back door now. Well, if I can come in the back door, what's to keep the robbers from coming in that way, too? Why, we'll just rig up a shotgun back there, too. Have two of them. Yeah, I'm glad you thought of that, Lum. Well, how am I going to open up if you've got a shotgun at both doors? Oh, that's right, ain't it? Yeah. 
Now, about, about the only way I see for you to do it, Tom, is just to come in through the window when you go to open up. We can just leave it unlocked at night. Yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. Yeah, that's a great idea you've got studied up there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just leave the window unlocked and anybody can come in during the night if he wants to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I reckon I better do a little more figuring on that. Yeah. You better figure out somebody else to open up at the same time. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I'm not going to do it with no shotgun aiming at me from all the doors and windows in the place. Yeah, well, I'll get it all worked out here. I've been so busy working out this sale that I ain't had no time to figure on it, Hartley. Sale? Yeah, I'm figuring on putting on a sale on there, too. Uh, what kind of a sale happened? Well, I don't know yet. I just can't make up my mind. I can't decide whether to have a closing out sale or a clean sweep or a fall clearance sale. Or fall clearance. Yeah, this would be a fine time to have a fall clearance right here in the early spring, if the way. Yeah, well, I thought so, too. Them, them fall clearance always does well, yeah. Well, what you need, though, Edmund, is opening up sale, ain't it? Just starting up in business again this way. Yeah, a grand opening or something like that. That is, if you've just got to have a sale. Yeah, well, I'll set that down on the list, but I still think the fall clearance or the clean fleet to do better. Well, I don't see much use in you having a sale, Abner. You've got a brand new stock of merchandise here. There's no use to cut your prices now to move stuff. Why, of course not. Uh, 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 what you fixing to do there, Abner? Can't you read that sign? It says for you to stay out of that cracker barrel. Yeah, but that don't mean me. I'm the president. I can help myself any time. Oh, oh, oh. What's the matter? What's your hollering about? What's the matter? Oh, I forgot about setting that dead brain mouth trap down in there for you fellas. Look at them things. Go <laughs> up already. Well, it's, it's good enough for you. Don't you catch me in Cedric and you catch me there. Maybe that'll learn you something. You got the wrong rat that time, didn't you, Abner? Yeah, or uh, No, no. Get up from there, Lon. That's a president chair. Let me sit down. All right. Take it. Take wow. it. Wow. I wish the president had been sitting in it when Dick come in a few minutes ago. Dump me clean out there on the floor. Well, you oughtn't to be sitting in it. I told you and Cedric to be up on your feet when folks come in the door. Yeah, but the way that thing works, instead of standing up on your feet when the customer comes in, you're laying down, <laughs> picking yourself up off the floor. Well, I told you you oughtn't to be sitting down. Well, you oughtn't to be sitting in it either, Well, you? don't tell me what I ought to do and what I ought to do. Well, I'm just saying, though, that if I was you, I wouldn't be well, sitting Well, you in ain't it. me, so I'll tend to my own business. Yeah, but... That's what I it's too late now. <laughs> Who done that? Who done that? Come in, Grand I never was so glad to see you in my life. <laughs> well, the trouble with Abner's invention, they don't seem to make an exception of the president. Ladies and gentlemen, we are told that Tom Stewart, just home from the office, is being greeted by his wife. Let's listen. Oh, there you are, Tom. Thought you'd never get home. Oh, there. What's the rush? Tom, I've got the best piece of news. Guess what? Somebody's married. No. Don't tell me your cousin's coming up for a month. Oh, now, Tom. Oh, all right, all right. Forget it. You found a new way to reduce them. Well, Tom, how did you get? The fourth in three weeks. Well, what did you do? Join a gymnastic meet? Now, don't be mean. No, it's something you drink. Now, I warned you, my dear, that's apt to be dangerous. But you drink this yourself, Tom. Oh, I do, eh? Well, it, it must be all right, then. Yes, it's Horlick. Horlick's malted milk? Say, where's the catch? That's for building your health, not reducing. That's just where you're wrong. It can do both. You see, it's a matter of calories, Tom. Calories, eh? Say, who's been talking to you? Only Eleanor. She tried it herself and lost several pounds. You see, she drinks Horlicks at noon instead of eating a big, heavy meal. Oh, that's how she cut down the calories, eh? Yes. Horlicks is nourishing and sustaining enough to carry you right through until dinner time. Or if you do feel tired or hungry in mid-afternoon, a few Horlicks lunch tablets will give you a renewed energy. Well, I'm sold on Horlicks, of course, so go right ahead. Sounds to me as if you've gotten a good reducing idea for once. And Tom's right, folks. A Horlick plan certainly is a good reducing plan. A fine way to lose excess weight safely. 
and without discomfort. Try the Horlicks plan, a good glass full of Horlicks instead of a heavy meal at noon. You can get Horlicks malted milk, either natural or chocolate flavor, at your druggist. This is Carlton Brickert speaking for Lum and Abner and the Horlicks, who now bid you all good night and good health. <laughs>